Connected Man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Kane, 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 955 and AM 750 WSB. We are America. One voice, united stand. Why do you have any belief that you stand a chance to win this nomination, let alone the presidency? Most of the people that are in elective office in Washington, D.C. have held public office before. How's that working for you? Herman Cain, Solutions for a Better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. Because we want you to be informed and inspired for a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. It, it appears as if this Hillary email issue is heating up. Yeah, I you know, I, I will caution people and say I don't think that right now that it's something that's like going to topple her or anything like that. But it certainly has added into a number of other sort of drip, 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 nibble, nibble, nibble type of stories that are out there. You know, yeah. the, the, the donations uh, uh, to the Clinton Foundation and a bunch of other things. But I guess if there's every once in a while, Herman, I think of lessons that I've learned as a reporter. How many times have I seen the Clintons counted out over the years or this is it or this is the scandal that gets them and it never happens? You know what? I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to downplay this at all because I do think it's an important story and it's been one that's been grabbed onto by a number of major media outlets and keeps making the front pages of, uh, you know, Washington Post, New York Times, stuff like that. So and it's gotten a lot of attention. I can tell you here in the hallways of Congress, we me and my colleagues, we have talked about this an awful lot in the last few days because we're people who put in Freedom of Information Act requests. And when you think about that, news organizations have been asking for a number of years for emails that were sent and received by the Secretary of State dealing with different things, and then you find out she never even used, supposedly, her State Department official email address and instead sent up her own uh, personal email server outside. Yeah, that does raise a lot of questions. You know, the, the one thing is, though, that there are a lot of people in this government who are very adept at, uh, at IT stuff and who right. do have a personal account and who do have a work account. Um, and, you know, I, I bet that even those who say that they follow everything to the letter of the law sometimes get stuff off in that personal email account that should be in the work one. But, yeah, when you're – I mean, let's face it, Herman, just on the fa uh, just on sort of the, the quick read of it, it just seems like it was an effort to avoid having her emails in the official system, right. which then could be brought up and looked at later. I mean, that's – even if, even if she comes out and says that wasn't her intent, that's just the way it sort of looks. So, yeah, this is one of those stories – it's going to go for a while because the State Department is taking time to review all these documents that she's handed over to them. You know, you don't know whether it's all of them. That's the question. You know, but here's the other thing. I would assume that if she sent emails from that address to people in the State Department, that they're going to have the record of that end of the, you know, uh, of that coming in, unless there were a bunch of people who were all off the grid, in a sense, and doing things outside of the State Department email system in order not to uh, get their emails in there. Now, I, I went and read the uh, old Inspector General report on this ambassador that was forced out during her time as Secretary of State. One of the things that this guy was run up and down the flagpole for was evading the regular State Department email system and, and doing things sort of on the outside of it. Was that when she was Secretary yes, of State? Yes, when she was Secretary of State. 
And so, uh, yeah, it does raise questions. And with the Republicans in charge and them still pushing for information about Benghazi, sooner or later, they're going to have her back before the Congress. And we'll see what comes out of that in terms of information. Sometimes, Herman, I, the only cautionary thing I'll say, and, and we've seen this sometimes, sometimes, you you know, there's more drama in, oh, they haven't given us the uh, data, they haven't given us the emails. And then when you get the emails, then... You know, it, it it doesn't really then burn the house down at that point in time is what I'm saying. So I don't think this is going away anytime soon. And it's a, it is, I think, for a lot of Democrats, just sort of a headache. Like, really, this is this is what has to consume the person that's going to be there, uh, you know, their flag bearer, as it looks like right now for 2016. And the, the other question is, how would the government get at what she may not have given them from that server at her house. I don't know. I would mean, that I, be a criminal well, investigation? Well, the only, the only way you could get that, I would assume, would be a criminal investigation. I, mean, I don't know. Could the Congress subpoena her non-governmental records? I'm, I don't know about that. That's, yeah, that's to me, that's sort of either. a gray area. I wouldn't think that they'd be able to do that. But then again... Congress can subpoena things from, uh, I guess, from regular companies. I, d I don't know what the answer to that would be and whether or not if they, uh, they send her a subpoena for everything. But if you had a criminal investigation, the problem is here, I'm not sure anything right now jumps to the level of being criminal. Yes, there are rules that you shouldn't be doing this, but I'm not sure there. You know what I mean, Herman? I'm not sure yeah, it's a crime in a federal statute or anything like that. Well. All right. Maybe they could always make it a law if they would. What's the old line? There ought to be a law. Well, you know, uh, they, they, you know, I, I get asked a lot of this over the years. Why hasn't the Congress done X? You know, there's a lot of those out there right now for Republicans. Yeah. And we'll see how much they want to get after some of that stuff and, and whether or not they uh, – because it's easy to hold a hearing. It's easy to issue a news release. It's easy to get on the front page and yell about something. It's a little more difficult to actually translate that into some kind of legislative action and, and make sure it changes in the future. Have uh, you and your colleagues been discussing the DHS clean bill vote and the fact that the Republicans clearly just sort of caved on this? Well, I think everybody here knew that was going to happen. I don't think it was, I mean, to us as sort of watching from the, the, the gallery here over the last couple of months, everybody knew right after the November elections that there was no way the Republicans could get something like that past the Senate and past Democrats if the Democrats stayed united. And the Democrats did. So for us, there, it, was, it was just a matter of when it was going to happen more than anything else. I, I think the thing I've been most surprised by is the rush among some GOP lawmakers and the rush among some GOP voters to demand the change in the nuclear option and the end of the filibuster in the Senate. Um, because it, it wasn't really hard. It's just simple math to know that the Republicans do not have 60 votes and the, the Democrats are going to be able to obstruct just about everything unless you can find at least a half dozen Democrats to come along. And on some issues like the Keystone Pipeline, you'll get that. But on most issues, you probably won't. So, no, my short answer to your question is, no, I think most people up here knew that that was going to be the outcome. The only question was when it was going to happen. So when the Republicans back in 2014 said, okay, we're going to extend it to uh, such and such a date on a short-term basis, they knew then also, didn't they? Well, I think, uh, I think they were trying to say that, but nobody really wanted to listen to it. I mean, I, I think by not giving them a full-year budget, 
that was sort of the the message that you know we don't uh, we don't like what the president has done. But again, there were several things at work. Again, even if you let the Department of Homeland Security shut down, the immigration people were still going to be able to work, still going to be able to get paid because of the way their budget is set up. And you know, sometimes there just isn't a way to stop something. I uh, let's go back six years, uh, eight years. The Democrats had taken over after the 2006 election. A very similar situation to what happened in the last election. The Democrats came in and they were absolutely incensed with the Bush administration and the war in Iraq. They were going to block funding for the war in Iraq and force George W. Bush to withdraw troops and bring that to an end. And they tried and they tried and they tried all these different things and they never could get it done. They never could get the bills out. They, if they did, they got a veto, or it never got past the Senate. So, to me, that it was—it's very, uh, very much a, a, the same thing that we've seen going on here. And there were a lot of Democrats back then who were very angry and felt like their party wasn't doing enough, when in fact the math just didn't allow them to go much further. Did you say that uh, both chambers are out for the rest? over the weekend, and will they be back next week? The House is actually out next week. Uh, They're taking sort of an odd uh, week off, and then they'll be back for two weeks before the Easter break. The Senate will be here. There had been some talk about the Senate moving quickly to an Iran sanctions bill, but the word seems to be that uh, Senator McConnell is backing off that because the Democrats, who he would count on for their votes, are making it clear that they don't want to go to that uh, uh, situation right now. So, you know, I know a lot of people are angry with on the Republican side with Speaker Boehner and with Senator McConnell. You know, there's only so much you can do, and I don't, I don't care. You can tell me that they can change that person and put somebody new in there, but that person can't create a new math no. in this place. And so if you want to get rid of the filibuster on everything, that's fine. Just remember that the other side gets to use that, too, at some point in time. Right. Well, so the beat goes on in Washington, D.C. I think we should talk about immigration. I put this story up uh, late yesterday on my blog at jimmydupree.com, and that is in the legal fight, which is still going on in that Texas court right. uh, down in Texas. The the feds acknowledged in, and I and I got a hold of this document yesterday in, in a legal filing that they put in this week, that they have already moved ahead with some of those immigration actions of the president, even though they had stated for a long time that February the 18th would be the first time that they would take applications for that expanded DACA program. But what they did was, starting in late November, right around Thanksgiving, when the decision was made by the president, they began... A, extending and renewing the exemption from being deported for people who had already been granted that under the DACA, the original DACA program, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, for the kids who can't, were brought here illegally by their parents. Remember back in, I think it was in June of 2012, the yeah. president extended uh, a two-year time frame for people to avoid being deported. And so the administration evidently went ahead and started issuing expanded uh, work permits and uh, the permission to stay for three years, which was the new plan of the president, just for people who had already had that two-year DACA uh, grant before. Well, the state of Texas was a bit shocked to read that, as I have to say I was when I read it, too. And they have asked the federal judge for more discovery, more investigation on that point. Uh, the Fed saying that that's really uh, separate. This doesn't mean that since the injunction was leveled, Herman, that the Feds have been handing out 
uh, these DACA permission slips or anything like that. This was done before the judge's ruling of almost three weeks ago. So we'll see what happens on that front. It's uh, it's certainly not moving quickly through the courts at this point in time, you'd have to say, Herman. And didn't the White House try to intimidate the judge and said, if you don't withdraw this stay on this thing that they are going to go over his head. Oh, yeah, the Justice Department, in their their filing, they said, when they asked for the emergency stay, they said, if you don't act by, it was Wednesday the 25th of February, I think, then we're going to go to the Fifth Circuit. Well, I would observe it's now the 6th of March. Uh, It's been, you know, a good chunk of time since that happened, so it's been 10 days. So, yeah, they haven't uh, moved to the Fifth Circuit as yet. But uh, probably... If they're going to do it, it's just around the corner. I would think the judge would have to give yeah. us a ruling maybe next week, but, you know, now we're on his timeline, not on the political timeline. Right. Thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show. Do you remember 999? Remember that Herman Cain wanted to eliminate the abuse of the IRS several years ago? Herman Cain is onto something. Listen, listen every day for solutions for a better America. Coming up, rapid fire at 877-310-2100. 